listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I am Tiny, sitting across from me is John. What's up? We're here to talk about odd news stories. I hope everyone had a wonderful 4th of July weekend. That's right. To and our happy Canada Day. I was about to say, brothers and sisters up north, happy Canada Day. That's right. I would like everyone to know, just off right off the bat, my son taught me how to kill squids. Okay. He said, if you ever need to kill a squid, just yeah. keep this in your back pocket for your next beach trip or whatever. Sure. You karate chop it in the forehead okay. in a manly fashion. Sure. Well, that's... Yeah. That's how you kill squids. You, I don't think a womanly karate chop would take out a squid. Right. And that's nothing against women. Yes. A squid is a formidable opponent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's going to need... Women can be manly, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And especially when they're karate chopping squids sure. in the forehead. Right. Yeah. yeah. My son told me that. And I said, thank you, son. And then he told me that's why skid, squid word... Never um, wanted to do karate uh, with SpongeBob. Okay. Because he was afraid of that karate chop to the forehead. He cracked the code. He figured it out. <laughs> he did. I like that. How was your week? Um, it was pretty good. Okay, uh, good. Yeah, nothing of note, really. Went and watched with the family Jurassic World Dominion last night. Was it as bad as I've heard, or was all that just a bunch of it wasn't trolling? Good. Okay. It, but here's the thing. It was like... It was two and a half hours long or whatever. It could have been shorter. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a movie guy. So I was entertained. Okay. You know? But it wasn't anything that I was like, wow, this is amazing right. that I'm watching. <laughs> Hudson played on his phone most of the time and kept going, hey, dad, when's this going to be over? Yeah. <laughs> That's what <laughs> you, you want to hear when you spent, what, $15 sure. on a movie ticket? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's, it was great. <laughs> we originally went to watch it like at four o'clock, and because Deidre had found on the internet, so it showed four o'clock. We show up, they were like, "Oh no, it doesn't start until six o'clock." And so we decided, well, let's just buy something. Hudson needs some tennis shoes. We'll go to Academy or mm-hmm. whatever. We'll do that for an hour or two. Come over here, and uh, that took us maybe five minutes. And then we were like, "Well, what are we going to do for another hour fifty-five <laughs> until the movie starts?" So we just went to random stores and wandered around and goofed off and tried on shoes and all kind of stuff. So, Ollie's yeah. Bargain. We, to, we did go to Ollie's Bargain <laughs> Barn and walked around. I ain't been in there in a minute. I've only, that was the second time I've ever been in there. It was Deidre's first time. And she mm-hmm. was like, what is Ollie's Bargain Barn? And I was like, it's like a flea market meets big lots all in one place. And yeah, that, that's a pretty good description. My description was a upscale dirt cheap. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Like they, if you're too embarrassed to go in dirt cheap, but you you still want to kind of slum it with the sure. common people, you go to Ollie's. Yeah, you go to yeah. Ollie's. Yeah, which they had all kind of awesome stuff in there i mean it's it's crazy because it'll be like and it's like dirt cheap you'll be like oh jumper cables and right next to it will be like k-cups for your <laughs> yeah. like, like right next to that's like brake pads for an 87 nova and then the shelf above that is like votive candles <laughs> yes right <laughs> it's so randomly in there and but i mean everybody's in a good mood at Ollie's. I've mm-hmm. never seen people in a bad mood there. They have a ton of books, which is cool. I almost bought one, and then I saw it was by uh, 
Oh, what's the dude? His name's on Fox News. He's on Fox News. Brett Baer. Okay. And it was like uh it was it was like a history, you know, the autobiography of Eisenhower or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what it was, like the the ten days that defined Eisenhower or something. I've been on my own learning about Eisenhower a little bit. I was like, oh, that'd be cool. I'd buy it. And I saw it was by him. I was like, I can't. Like if <laughs> this I is, this it, is, it might not be the most unbiased. Yeah. Like source. If I cite this as a source <laughs> later on. So I was gonna be like, dude, this is where you're learning from. <laughs> I can't I can't quote this on yeah. Reddit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I'll just have to leave that with me. But I was intrigued by it. Yeah. So yeah. Eisenhower's awesome. Anyways, that's enough. I don't don't give me on history. We have a, I recorded my first homeschool history. Mm-hmm. I have no idea if it'll be any good, but it'll be going up on the Patreon later on. So join the Patreon if you haven't. To and hear you can me. learn about you can learn about the Marquis de Lafayette w- along with Libby, my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um all in the Patreon. That'll be coming. Just some bonus content for our Patreon members. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So what stories we got this week? You want me to tell you mine? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I have... I, we got a, a wet wife island. Okay. Uh, I have mom's gone wild. Nice. Everybody loves that. <laughs> and um, a married guy who got found himself in a pickle. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, not of his fault. Though. Yeah. I've had, well, you know what? The first one's not. I've I've got a couple feel good stories. I've got a story about Beck and his hit song Loser. I've got a story about Nintendo. But I was going to start off with this somewhat alarming story. Okay. And this is this is kind of a rabbit hole that I've gone down ever since we had a listener write into the show and t- tell us about Lake Mead. Yeah. That's primarily the reason I picked this story, but there is now among I don't know if you've ch- if you've seen the YouTube videos, there are lots of boats that used to be on the bottom of Lake Mead that are now coming to the surface. Yeah. And you and can that's check them because out. Lake Mead's running out of water, right? At an alarming rate. Yes. All and you people out west are You're gonna die. Yeah, you might wanna <laughs> you might wanna be planning to to yeah. do something else. Yeah, yeah, I'm not so sure that this is this is gonna get fixed. Yeah. And I'm not sure how to fix the problem, but somebody needs to be doing something. Yes. Yeah. I, I will say this. If I lived out in that area of the country, yeah. just knowing what I know about politicians and how they tend to drag their feet sure. and name call and at the end of the day not do anything, yes. I would be looking for somewhere else to go. Yeah, right. <laughs> at the very least, I would be stockpiling some water. Yes. I but, mean, I hear good things about Flint, Michigan's water. You know, <laughs> well, you guys might want to move up there. I tell you what, Flint, Michigan water is better than no water. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and you are hundred percent right. But uh, there's a World War II era boat that has now emerged from the depths okay. of Lake Mead. Uh, a sunken boat dating back to World War II is the latest object to emerge from a shrinking reservoir that straddles Nevada and Arizona. The Higgins landing craft that has long been 56 meters below the surface is now nearly halfway out of water at Lake Mead. The boat lies less than a mile from Lake Mead Marina at Hemingway Harbor. It was used to survey the Colorado River decades ago. Then it was sold to the marina and later on it sunk, according to dive tours company Las Vegas Scuba. 
Man, that's another thing. How how about if you ran like a scuba outfit? Yeah. And you're like, I, I guess. Can't go there anymore. I, I guess I got to go do something else. That's true. <laughs> well, the Higgins, if I remember correctly, is like the boats they used on D-Day to unload the. Yes. All right. Okay. And, and this was one, I, I guess they just had it left over maybe, but they used it to survey the river sure. when they were you know building all this. Right. It says that right here. Higgins Industries in New Orleans built several thousand landing craft between 1942 and 1945, the Las Vegas Review-Journal reported. Around 1,500 Higgins boats were deployed at Normandy on June 6, 1944, known as D-Day. The boat is just the latest in a series of objects unearthed by declining water levels in Lake Mead, the largest human-made reservoir in the U.S., at least as of, as of right now. <laughs> It is held back by the Hoover Dam. Uh, in May, two sets of human remains were found in the span of a week. Experts say that climate change and drought have led to the lake dropping to its lowest level since it was full about 20 years ago. As the water levels drop at both Lake Mead and Lake Powell upstream on the Arizona-Utah line, states in the U.S. West increasingly face deeper cuts to their supply from the Colorado River the lower levels also impact hydropower produced at the Hoover Dam at Glen Canyon Dam, which holds back Lake Powell. U.S. Bureau of Reclamation Commissioner Camille Tutin said last month that the agency would take action to protect the system of the seven states in the Colorado River Basin. Don't quickly come up with a way to cut the use of up to 4 million acre feet of water, more than Arizona and Nevada share combined. Wow. It says here that an acre foot is roughly 325,850 gallons. Okay. Uh, the average household uses one half to one acre foot of water a year. Hmm. Uh, two states, California and Mexico, already have enacted voluntary and mandatory cuts water from some reservoirs in the upper basin. Wyoming, New Mexico, Colorado, and Utah have been released to prop up Lake Powell. And then also, farm, it says here, farmers use a majority of the river supply. Hmm. So, well. Alarming. Yeah, but cool for that boat. Like, you could go just see <laughs> it now. Yeah. Let me shout out to, there's a YouTube channel. I believe it's called Sin City Outdoors. It's just a dude and his son. They yeah. go out on the lake, I don't know, every week or two or so. And they're just like, hey, this is where the water level was. And then this is where it is now. Wow. And it is it is alarming. It's going man. fast. It is going fast. So I remember the caller. I wish I could remember his name. Um, he said, or maybe they emailed, that they're going through a bit of a drought. Mm -hmm. And then snow cap melt off it and as much as it used to be. Yeah. And then if, and if I'm remembering correctly, I mean, I'd have to go back and listen to the episode, but yeah, this series of dams that control the Colorado River. He says right. that there's a lot. There's some other states that are getting the yeah. lion's share of water. Right. Yeah, and uh, along is, with Mexico. Yeah, part of the problem why Lake Mead is is dropping the way it is. But yeah, I mean, if that lake runs out, not only are we looking at you know problems with like water, but also power. Sure. I mean, there's not going to be any power yeah. for the Hoover Dam to be running. Well, that's so, tough. That's tough. Pray for rain. <laughs> Yeah, we need it. We need it for sure. Um, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're not cheap, but if you're in California, maybe it's time to start seriously thinking about a desalinization plant. Sure. Yeah. 
or moving to Austin, Texas. That's where they all seem to be going. <laughs> There's a lot of folks going there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, let me get a drink of water before I do my story. <laughs> and then pour some out. That's right. Because it's just everywhere. We here. have so much down here. <laughs> it's hard for me to imagine living a life and not having a slip and slide. <laughs> Yeah, in the front yard. Like you can't turn your sprinklers on when you want to because it's been a little dry. That's you crazy. You can get fined. They can, they'll charge you money sure. for watering your lawn over there. They'll rat their neighbors out for doing it, too, mm-hmm. you know, which is not very 1776, I would like to say to everybody. <laughs> yeah. But here are sprinklers. You have your, your lawn sprinkler, and then you have your one water wiggle. Sure. Right. <laughs> just. You just turn it on for the kids yeah, to run turn around. Turn it on for them yeah. to play in, not the actual <laughs> underground built-in system. Yes. Well, let's continue on talking about water. A huge mass of used wet wipes has formed an island that has changed the course of England's second longest river. Wow. Yes. Now, is this like fat bird part deuce? Sort of. Okay. A wet wipe island the size of two tennis courts has formed in the Thames River. I think they call it the Thames. I think that's how they they pronounce it. Right. Uh, Causing the river as it flows through London to change course, according to the Times of London. Ministers have asked people to stop using wet wipes. The government is considering banning those that contain plastic. Fleur Anderson, who's a labor MP, warned that when flushed down the drains, wet wipes don't disintegrate and instead end up in the Thames, in the Thames, England's second <laughs> longest river. I'm going to call it Thames for it, It's not your fault. I mean, they yeah. invented the English language and they still don't know how to Exactly, right. <laughs> There's an island the size of two tennis courts and I've been and stood on it. I don't know that I would have went and stand, <laughs> stood on it. Like it's Plymouth Rock or yeah. something? <laughs> he said it's near Hammersmith's Bridge, and it's a meter deep or more in places of just wet wipes. Wow. It's actually changing the course of the Thames, uh, Anderson said during a session. Uh, he has proposed banning the manufacture and sale of wet wipes containing plastics, the Times reported, noting that it's unlikely to become law without government backing. Most wet wipes are made with plastic. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I thought they were linen. Yes, which does not break down when flushed, according to the environmental charity Tim's 21. Furthermore, they can break down into microplastics and damage aquatic life and the ecosystem in the river, the charity said, which microplastics are a huge problem, if you don't know. Yeah. So hmm. this is an issue. And... I thought that all of Europe used bidets. So why would you need a wet wipe? I mean, I, I don't know. Unless this, but like when we use wet wipes on our kids when they were babies, we were changing diapers, right? But we never flushed them down the toilet. No. And, and so you use Walmart sacks. And for. let me just say this, okay? Now, and, and this is coming from, I mean, y'all know me, how much I hate the environment. Sure. <laughs> that said, the person who was in charge, who had the final say on putting flushable yeah. on the package of wet wipes, that's the got to be one of the worst people yeah, ever that, to that live. Guy, right? Right. We need to find out who that guy is and just you know relentlessly harass him for the rest of his life because that was a really bad call. Well, unless you're in the wet right white business, because <laughs> it went from now we're only using them on babies to anybody can use them. You know, and also. 
I feel like 99% of all plumbing problems that I hear about, they always somehow go back to these flushable, flushable but not really yeah. wet wipes that right. people flush because some horrible, evil person sure. put them on the package. And so now we got everybody flushing these wipes. And now we got, you know, Fatberg. Yeah. And the River Thames, it, it can't even flow like it used to. It's changing the course. all these wet wipes right. in it. Which is essentially what happens, Tiny, on the Sipsy River or whatever, when a bunch of logs and everything get hung up in mm-hmm. a low spot, and it makes the, a bend in the river as the water works its way around it. Not a big deal in the middle of the Sipsy Swamp, but mm-hmm. in the middle of a metro city the size of London... That could cause some problems, flooding yeah. issues, everything else. You know, and when your sewer system is is I don't know thousands of years sure. old, right? Yes, <laughs> it's a real problem. Wouldn't make me feel good that everything was flowing out to that river. You know, like right yeah. in the middle of everything. I mean, I know it has to mm-hmm. essentially get there eventually, but I wouldn't be happy with that. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, mm, don't want to go fishing over there. I mean. We've all used wet wipes at some point, right? Like I've never used a wet wipe on myself. <laughs> Ever? Ever. Oh man. I mean, well, I take that back. Yeah, I've I taken like I've taken wet wipe baths mm-hmm. like on a camping trip before. I've gonna, never used one for its intended purpose. You should keep that up. Yeah. Because if you ever do, it's like me, it's just gonna kill you. Then yeah. you can't go back to that. It's gonna unlock you know? it's gonna unlock something. <laughs> it's like it's like uh Pandora's box. Sure. You just don't want to open it. That's been my philosophy with the butt for a very long time. <laughs> is just keep everything as it always has been. Because <laughs> yeah. once that bell's been wrong, it can't be unwrong. That's, that's yeah. true. Yes. Right. So, yeah, I've never used a wet wipe for its intended purpose. Mm-hmm. Still am wanting a bidet. I thought I would get one for Father's Day, but I didn't. All I got was a stupid wallet that I don't even really care about. It was because I casually mentioned my wallet was falling apart. It had another three years of life in it. <laughs> no one uses cash anymore anyway. Exactly. Yeah, so I got a brand new wallet and no bidet. All right, John. What do you think about Nintendo? Um, I'm fan. I'm not anti-Nintendo. Man, I love Nintendo. That said, Nintendo has they've done some things here yeah. lately that are anti-consumer. Oh yeah, that are people don't like. Okay. It, mostly just having to do with Nintendo. What the, one thing they love to do is they love to sell you the same game. I don't know ten times in a row. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. with no real changes. <laughs> exactly like. Which, I mean, granted, yeah, like you don't, but like, okay, like on Xbox and PlayStation, if you buy a game, you can play it. Like if, if I had a game on PlayStation 4 and it's compatible with PS5, which I don't have a PS5, I'm just saying if I did, right. I could I could log into my account and download it to my PS5. And play the same game. Right. Whereas right. Nintendo, they're like, no, you got to buy it again. You got to uh, buy okay. the Switch version. Yeah, that's not very good. <laughs> right. Sure. But... Uh, this is a story a diehard Nintendo fan. He spent over $40,000 on Nintendo stock so he could get an invite to the shareholders meeting so he could ask top, top executives why they won't make another F-Zero game. <laughs> <laughs> F-Zero? Yes. Okay. I've Are you familiar heard. with F-Zero? No. F-Zero was the... Uh, it was a racing game, but it was kind of like futuristic where your ship is little is like hovering over the track. Uh-huh. Anyway. Okay. It was on Super Nintendo, and then they did a GameCube version, and they've pretty much just kind of let the franchise 
languish since then. Okay. But anyway, a gamer said that he spent 5.6 million Japanese yen, which is just over $40,000 on Nintendo stock, and then used his opportunity to ask a question during the Japanese Gaming Giants annual shareholder meeting Wednesday about a fan favorite series that he wants to see revived. The fan asked Shantaro Fukuawa, the president of Nintendo, whether the company had considered relaunching some fan favorite game franchises, specifically F Zero, which hasn't seen a new entry in the series since 2004. The fan, who is based in Japan and used an online translator to communicate, told Insider that over Twitter direct messages that he bought 100 shares in February after selling his stock in another company. Uh, He wished to remain anonymous, but his Twitter handle is uh, M-O-M-I-J-I-Momji. So if you want to go check him out on Twitter, that's his Twitter handle. Uh, He is a Nintendo fan, and then he said that... uh, After buying a unit of stock, which is 100 shares, uh, he still wasn't guaranteed that he would get to ask the question, but he attended the meeting and he said, quote, I have been playing Nintendo games since I was a child. Among all, that sense of speed in F-Zero is the best. And then he asked why, when are they going to revive some of these franchises? So here, here was, here was, uh, Furukawa's response. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to say. What was his response? (laughs) It is realistically difficult to develop new titles and remakes, including sequels for every Nintendo game that people request, but we are very grateful and appreciate the expectations our fans have for our games. Non-answer. Right, (laughs) he didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. Man, I bought 100 (laughs) shares of stocks, man. Come on. Man, if he could, if we could all get like some more stock and then like threaten to crash it, sure. <laughs> if they won't do another, you need one. to get your boy Elon in on it <laughs> seriously, or uh, get the Reddit people fired up. <laughs> oh yeah, Wall Street bets, sure, whatever. Yeah. yeah, let's let's take over Nintendo and force them, them make- all up, and then we're going to say you're going to make another F Zero game, yeah. and if they don't, we're going to crash your stock, sure. Nintendo. Yeah, so chop chop. I'm sure all the crypto people got extra money laying around right now. They could do that. Probably not right now. (laughs) Check back in 2025. (laughs) Uh, Also, quote, we are always considering how to develop new titles and remakes that can be enjoyed by many players, he said, according to VCG. That's a, a, a media outlet. In May, Nintendo announced that a 10-for-1 stock split would take effect on October 1st, which would split each share into 10 shares and could make the company more appealing for investors. So, okay, I guess if he's got 100 shares come October 1st, he's going to have 200. Well, yeah. So, good for him. I wonder if that'll get him any more pull, you know? <laughs> Probably not, because I mean, it's still the same amount. Now, I don't know a lot about video gaming. Mm-hmm. Like between the two of us, you're certainly the expert. Now, how I understand Xbox and PlayStation to work is they make the system and separate companies make games for it, right? Like they have some some of their own developers too. Yeah. But for the most part, yes, they do the hardware. Right. And outside of a few studios that they own that they do their own games like most games these days are done for multiple systems because it it would be like let's say that we knew how to how to code and make games and we went out and got some of our friends hired some of our friends and we'd started our own studio and we came up with a game 
we want to sell as many copies as possible. So right. we're definitely going to consider putting it on Switch because there's millions of Switches. Sure. But if we can, we're going to port it to Xbox and PlayStation and PC and anywhere we anywhere can, we can right. sell it. Right. Okay. Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, did Nintendo just do all their games themselves? Like, I know in the old days, <clears throat> right. they didn't. Like, original Nintendo, because you would have a game by Activision, mm-hmm. a game by Konami and all that. No, but, they don't. Do, I mean, they don't do all their own games, but they do have a lot of first party. Uh, if a game is done by the actual company that that does that, is, right. it's called a first party title, right? And you know, obviously, Mario, Nintendo owns Mario. You're sure. not going to see Mario on anything, any else other thing than a Nintendo right. console. Okay. And F Zero, that is one of their one play- of their proprietary games, yes. I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that all makes sense. Works for me. I was just wondering how mm-hmm. it worked. Because I was like, dude, you should write the people who made the game. But I guess he did. He so, did, yeah. yeah. He bought stock in yeah. the company that made that game. That's a pretty big nerd right there to go. <laughs> I'm going to buy stock just so I can ask you to make yeah. this game for me. Yeah, it's weird. Huh. I don't know. Hey, right. Not that anybody cares. I got my Steam Deck email last week. Oh, you did? <laughs> did. When is it coming? <laughs> I got tracking notification today. Okay. And it's not going to be here till Friday. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. But man, I was hoping it would get here. Are you going to take off some time from work? I already had some time off <laughs> scheduled. <laughs> it's completely coincidental. Sure. <laughs> completely coincidental. Okay. Well, good for you, Tiny. Yeah, good for I'm, me. I'm happy for you, yeah. man. I know you've been waiting for like, what, six, eight months? Two weeks shy of a year. Okay. I think July 16th of last year. Cool. I reserved it. Well, that's cool. Well, my next couple of stories, really my next one, my the one I'm about to talk about, isn't too off color. Mm-hmm. The one after that potentially could be. All right. So, so just for younger heads years, up for our, yeah, our it's younger, time to... Turn off the podcast. I'll tell you the same thing my mom told me about listening to music as a kid is when you hear something you know you shouldn't, that's when it's time to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. We would have no listeners if everybody used that. <laughs> um, page six is like a gossip portion of, I think, the New York Post. Okay. Whichever one Trump likes the most. Mm-hmm. Page six hears that a dance thrown by a well-to-do high school in a posh Long Island enclave got out of hand when a group of moms went wild. (laughs) And one matriarch pooped on the bathroom floor while another one made out with a senior. Golly! A private mom's Facebook group post seen by page six claims it was a really nice evening until some moms decided to act like absolute pigs and get stupid drunk, poop on the bathroom floor, (laughs) do drugs in the restroom, sneak in alcohol, and dance inappropriately. Wow. (laughs) Sounds like an amazing prompt. (laughs) The Killjoy commenter added, just wow to the disgusting, pitiful moms who conducted themselves that way. I feel bad for their sons, which is true. You don't imagine, want your mama wild and out. I was about to say, imagine the next you go to school the next day, yeah, right? And your buddy Jeff was like making out with your mom at the dance exactly the Friday before. It says, boys, choose the opposite of what your trash bag mom is. <laughs> which is, I mean. 
you don't want your parents wilding out in public, right. you know, like it doesn't matter if it's a wedding, you don't want your daddy getting too drunk and dancing with his tie around his head. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> some people do, but I'm not that way. I was about to say tie around your head. Dancing sounds like the least sure. of these kids problems. Yeah, no, this is, these moms were, <laughs> they're either twerking. Like you don't want your mama twerking <laughs> at your prom or homecoming dance or whatever it is. And making out with your buddies. Yeah. Imagine your buddy be like, hey, did your mom mention me? Did she talk about me ever? Yes. Um, so now we hear the venue where they had it has banned the school from holding hold, holding its soirees there in the future. Um, somebody else said uh, the scene, sound, which sounds like an 80s movie starring Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. <laughs> uh says that one mom made out with a senior on the dance floor, boys were dancing around with no shirts on. The moms had zero shame. Nice. So one thing we've learned from the advent of the internet is there are probably an equal to, if not more, number of female sexual predators. Because <laughs> teach, female teachers are getting arrested all the time for making out with dudes, right? <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen the numbers. I know you've done. I've done extensive dive. research. <laughs> done I chronicle. I have a notebook <laughs> where I write them all down in. Sure, sure. I mean, it's just a hobby. Right. Just a hobby. Yeah, yeah. There's a ton of them, man. So we might need to rethink the creepy old man. It might need to be creepy old woman thing. Mm-hmm. You know. Hmm. Uh, says the rep for the venue where this was held at said it was a very. It's a very disturb- disturbing. It is very disturbing when rumors snowball. They added that they have another event scheduled with the same school. Um, cops told them that they did arrive at the scene, but that it was because a mom had cut her foot on her high heel and needed to be taken to the hospital. It says the good news is that if Girls Gone Wild founder Joe Francis wants to turn, I wonder what he's been up to lately. Yeah, I I, I had no idea that that was the guy who started it. Me either. I but just remember like night commercials on MTV while sure. I was trying to watch Beavis and Butthead. He hit it perfect, and then the <laughs> and then the internet came around, and everybody's like, "Yeah, man, we don't need to buy VHS tapes." Right. The girls are going wild on their own, you know, <laughs> not just on spring break. Um, so. so Says uh wants to turn his oh if he want if the girls gone wild founder wants to turn his camera on the MILF community now I'm not under I'm not familiar with that term uh, for and uh, for a reboot he may have just found the cast so hmm. anyway so Mama's got they got a little bit into the bag and we're playing around <laughs> just goofing making out with some seniors who probably are eighteen probably of legal age yeah yeah. And but you can't, like you say, going back to school the next day oh, after man. your mom's been and twerking. your buddy's like, Hey, I'm gonna be your new stepdad. Yeah, right. <laughs> you never live it down. Ever. Like that's the thing. I have a problem, Tiny. And I don't think you fall into this category. And I definitely don't. Dieter and I don't. Mm-hmm. But there's a movement among parents to be cool parents. It's right. like it's like the the ladies who run from the minivan mm-hmm. and they just get a big old SUV, you know, or whatever. Right. That is not good for your kids. You don't want to be a cool parent. <laughs> all right. I gotta be honest. I'm definitely the cool parent. That said, you gotta understand my kids are homeschooled. Sure. <laughs> like so the uh 
the proportions, <laughs> the the what am I trying to say? The the scale yeah. is way off. But like, I mean, you see, you get what I'm talking about. There oh, are yeah, parents out there that are like, I'm gonna still wear my flat brim hat. I'm mm-hmm. 40 years old. You I'm know? gonna give my kids alcohol and let them party. Not even my that. House. It's like they just want to keep up an image that they're like this cool person. Oh, okay, and you're yeah. like, well, look, you're. You're a parent. You lose all coolness when you become a parent. That's the way God designed it, <laughs> you know. And your parent, your kids are supposed to look at you like they look at their friends' parents, which are like these are a bunch of dorks, you mm-hmm. know. And parents don't do that anymore. They're all worried about I got to have the right clothes. I can't drive a minivan because everybody makes fun of those or whatever. That's not good for your kids. I just want to say it's part of the decline of our great nation started in 1776. Yeah, and also, and this is just me remembering, like trying to be cool is the is the one yeah. of the most uncool things you can do, right? No, I 100% part agree. Part of what makes you cool is when you just don't care. All right, look, I don't want to get on a rant, all right? <laughs> sure you do. Well, it's a part of, there's a massive... There's a massive movement in our country for adults to hang on to their younger years as much as possible. Right. All right. Now, I don't want to step on anybody's toes in the room, tiny, but we got people <laughs> who are excited about, we got grown men who are as excited about video games. <laughs> we got, we got moms well past the time they need to be wearing bikinis and all that <laughs> down at the splash pad. We got people getting excited over Star Wars Lego sets. And these are adults. These are grown people. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I would say, I think all that ties into the, I, I want to be cool. I'm still a cool person, even though I got kids and all It's all tied together. Well, I think video games get an exemption from that because they're not cool. <laughs> <laughs> but see, video games are mainstream now. You know, everybody likes video. It's not like when we were kids. Yeah, but being like super into them is nerdy. It's still nerdy. Is it? I thought it was. Is I, it not? I, I don't know. I Maybe I'm just it, so desensitized to just being a video game nerd my whole life. Right. And I'm just like, you know, whatever. I just assume that everybody these days is super into video games. You mm-hmm. know, like there's, you're weird for not being super into video games is how I assume really? the world worked. No. Huh. Yeah. Wow. I just assumed it's been enough time that everybody's had video games their whole life. You know, like I didn't get a Nintendo till I was way older. You mm-hmm. know, like high school probably. You know, so well, I was going to say, you're a few years older than yeah. me, but I, I grew up. I we remember, had an Atari, too. My I never had an Atari. My Nintendo I got when I was like seven. Yeah. And I've loved it ever since. <laughs> yeah, I was probably maybe 13. And so yeah. by that time, I had a few years of playing and all mm-hmm. that. But we had already, me and all my friends already had our routine, which is like, we're going to go ride our bikes in the afternoon and, you know, stay smoke cigarettes out in the <laughs> bone trails and look at somebody's dad's playboy that we had hidden out in the woods, mm-hmm. all normal stuff. So I never really got into video games because of that. It's just the timing wasn't right. Hmm. But I feel like people maybe your age and down, which is only like five years behind me. Probably. Yeah, not, not yeah. much. Like from that point on, video games just became a standard part of life. So mm-hmm. everybody's into them. They're all looking for the new Fallout release or whatever. You know, that's just what I. That's how I imagine the world works now. Hmm. I don't know for sure, but 
Stop trying to be cool, everybody. Well, now I will say that I'm not trying to be cool. No. But I will never stop loving video games That's fine. until my hands no longer work. Sure. Hopefully by then technology has like designed some kind of VR brain interface sure. or something so I can play them without well, my hands. And also you don't get the cool parent thing as much because you're not in public school. Mm-hmm. But Hell if, yeah, if you've true. been doing any kind of <laughs> PTO or public school, open house for middle school or whatever, you just look around and you're like, all right, that one's trying to be cool. And mm-hmm. that one's trying to be cool. Like you're not helping your kids out any at all. You gotta be embarrassing to them. This is completely off the subject, but I just saw a headline this week and I didn't read the article, but something about like Arizona. They're wanting to give like parents who don't have their kids in public school like a huge tax credit. Oh yeah, yeah. like a voucher type yeah, system. Yeah, so, yeah, like okay. that. So there's been a lot of debate about that. I can see that being absolutely terrible for the public school system. Sure. That said, as a family who homeschools, yeah, I would I could really go for seven grand a year. <laughs> well, if and I, I would say this, I I don't know enough about the voucher system mm-hmm. to know whether it's good or bad. All right. I have no problem with public education in Tuscaloosa County. I never have. I'll go on record for that. I feel like my kids get a quality education presented in a way that's acceptable to me mm-hmm. and my worldview. Okay. Right. All right. But if we pass vouchers, everybody get ready for private school tuition to go through the roof. <laughs> right. Okay. I just want everybody to know that that's going to, if y'all are like, oh, we're going to get our kids into, American Christian or Tuscaloosa Academy or whatever. No, you're not. They're going to go up on the tuition. <laughs> because they know yeah. that you got some more money they that know they can that, milk yes, out of you. Exactly. <laughs> yes. That's exactly right. <laughs> and they'll know they'll get it because the government's promised it. Yeah. Which is kind of like what happened to college tuition. So just be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe you send your kids to public school and let them get indoctrinated. <laughs> <laughs> we're, I put a video on my Instagram story yesterday when we were looking for shoes. Hudson tried on these like ladies' boots. They're the ugliest boots ever. Yeah. And I took a video, like slow, all the way up to him. I put it on my Instagram hashtag story. You go, girl. I, hashtag, I, put, I put hashtag slay on it. <laughs> but here's the thing I, I put it up, and then I was like, there are going to be people that are watching that that'll be like, Man, John's letting his kids get out of control. You know, this is how they got there in public school. He's probably sat through a drag queen story, you know, and now he's wearing women's boots or whatever. Because you know how people think. Yes. They're all stupid. Well, we're just, we all are laughing about like, it. Like, no one can ever have, like, a measured response to anything. Yeah. It's no one just, can just look yeah. at it and be like, oh, John's just making a joke with his son who likes to make jokes. Mm-hmm. That one side will be like, oh, how dare you? And the other side will be like, oh, yes, this is so empowering. We need to celebrate this. Yeah, this right. is good for society. And it's just me and him goofing off. <laughs> you know, like my whole family, we're all just goofing off, wasting time before a movie. All right. Well, let me try to bring us back up here, okay? Okay. Um, This is a story about something that never was. Beck, are you familiar with Beck? The I musician? am familiar with Beck. Okay. He now wishes that he had let Weird Al Yankovic parody his song Schmoozer. Uh, I'm sorry, his song Loser, (laughs) which would have been called Schmoozer. Oh, man, how can you not let Weird Al parody your song? Well, we're going to get into that. Even a long, fulfilling career is bound to have its share of regrets. For Beck, one such misstep has haunted him for well over two decades, 
not allowing Weird Al to parody his 1994 breakout hit, Loser. The veteran musician recently sat down with Audible Originals Words Plus Music podcast to look back at his extensive body of work. Along with sharing a re-recorded version of Loser, Beck recalls the making of the song as well as the aftermath of its surprise success. Weird Al tried to do a version of it. It was going to be called Schmoozer, which I regret denying him the permission to do. He tells Words Plus Music. I think it would have been an amazing video, and I'm actually really sad that it didn't happen. At the time, the alternative rock icon had been working for years to break into the music industry and had been labeled a novelty act himself. With his future uncertain, Beck was apprehensive about what the spoof might have done to his image. I had a lot of people who were veterans in the business telling me at 20, 21, 22, you should go back to school. You don't really have the talent to do this. The songs as they are aren't going to work. They're too rough. They're too raw. They're not real songs. They're sort of hodgepodge ideas, he remembers. It really wasn't taken seriously at all. And when it came out and it was popular, it still wasn't taken that serious. You can go back to the press of the day. I just remember myriad articles and headlines of one hit wonder joke band Beck novelty act. Hmm. So he goes on to say that the new version of Loser can be previewed over at Billboard. Beck's full episode of Words Plus Music, which also includes an update of where it's at, will be released on Audible tomorrow. And also the Weird Al biopic Weird, starring Daniel Radcliffe, is set to hit Roku this fall. Which uh, have you seen the the previews for that? No, I haven't. I'm kind of excited. I kind of want to watch that, but I, <laughs> what is coming? Something coming to Roku? I thought Roku just gave you access to Netflix. I think <laughs> do they make like, their own stuff. I think they make their own stuff. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Huh? Yeah. Well, I guess I'm going to have to go over to Meemaw and Pawpaw's house you know and use their Roku to watch it. <laughs> do you not have a Roku TV? No. Wow. I have. Huh. Uh, we have a Samsung TV, and huh. Samsung just oh, has... Oh, you got them high-dollar TVs. <laughs> You're not buying the TCL from Walmart. It like has me. widgets like built into the, uh, the, the TV's OS, so... Huh. Well, yeah, like our TV... It just you can go to Roku and you can watch stuff on. They don't have a whole lot on there that we like to watch, mm-hmm. but yeah. Anyways, I'm surprised you don't have it. Well, it is. Uh, it, it, I mean, I how think- you glom onto services from people? I'm surprised <laughs> you don't have it already worked out. Is well, what can I'm you download just like a Roku app? Maybe I don't know. Huh? I have to look into that. <laughs> I'm going to have to find out some way to watch weird. Yes. Yeah. Well. uh so when Beck came out, I was all in on him. You mm-hmm. know, me and my friends would ride around and listen to him all the time. In fact, Stephen bought the CD and was like the first one I ever listened to it with. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is this is game changing. Right. So, yeah. But if Weird Al ever asked me to parody anything, my immediate answer would be yes. Like, how can that be bad for my brand? Right. Yeah. Because even if you are a one-hit wonder, that yeah. Weird Al song is going to get you something more yeah. notoriety. Yeah, and I'm sure you work out some sort of deal with Weird Al. It's like, give me 1% or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, 3% or whatever this song makes. I, I've given you the structure for it, so I need something back. Yeah, it's sad that we never got to hear Schmoozer. Yeah. But also, I mean, Weird Al 
He's still active. Sure. I was saying he might be re-releasing. What it. is stopping that from happening right. now? I mean, he, he should, should just, get with Beck and do it and have like Beck do a part yeah. on it too. I'm yeah. just assuming that I mean, if he had the song ready to go, yeah. And I'm assuming he had some lyrics. He should just dig those out and really do it now. So it sounds like Beck is really I hadn't heard anything out of Beck in a long time until today right <laughs> in a very long time <laughs> so it sounds like he's ran out of all his money he made in the late mm-hmm. 90s early 2000s he's like let's start re-releasing some stuff and maybe he's just sprinkling this in there in hopes right that weird owl will come back and go yeah i'll record it now hmm. what if weird owl's like no <laughs> you had your shot yeah. buddy <laughs> you know like i hold all the cards now <laughs> yeah no you don't ask that weird owl for favors once you've turned him down. <laughs> this balloon's going up without sure. you. <laughs> From by all accounts, I, everything I've ever read about Weird Al, he seems to be like a really awesome dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, like married to the same lady. He's always been married to. Just likes to have fun. Has like a college degree. Sure. Yeah. And he's got like, doesn't he have like a ton of like awards oh yeah i'm sure even though he does parody songs he's like won tons of yeah. awards over grammys the- i'm sure for yeah, like yeah. comedy albums mm-hmm. and things yeah he's a funny guy everything Super he does accomplished, is funny. yeah yeah remember when i mean this is but back to back uh he and eminem remember when they were feuding back in the early 2000s i don't remember back at eminem <laughs> feuding it was as ridiculous as you're picturing in your head right now but, I remember uh, Eminem being mad at everyone yeah, for think, a period of time. I think that was his brand. Like that's how he got yeah. people to talk about him was just he was Donald being Trump. mad at everybody. Yeah. He was Donald Trump, <laughs> which is I'm just gonna talk about whoever is in the spotlight right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. To take it away from them and put it on me. I just remember he he made fun of Beck in one of this, which he did this to everybody, but he had a line about Beck songs being terrible. Ah, okay. And Beck said something about him being, like, something about, you know, his lyrics were, like, bad for youth or something. Okay. And then he just, like, way overreacted. <laughs> <laughs> and, like... Got super mad sure. and like yelled at him at some How award dare you show. Disrespect me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm a musician. How dare you disrespect me? <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Rap beefs are really wild to me, anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we were bo- we lived through the greatest ones, which were like Tupac and Biggie and the West Coast and East Coast yeah. thing. But you look at it, and you're like. You guys are just musicians. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know what you think you are. You guys are musicians. Yeah, I like to think uh, Eminem starting a rap beef with Beck. Sure. That's a fight he picked because he knew he wouldn't have to worry right. about Beck dangling him off the so, off the balcony of a hotel. So, you know, Hudson loves rap. He yes. he loves rap as much as a middle-class white kid from Bell Mead camp. <laughs> You know, and I love it. Triggers him so much, and I'll be like, "Man, the greatest rapper of all times, Eminem," and it makes him so mad because he'll be like, "Eminem's good," but I mean, like Kendrick Lamar is this much better. He starts naming off all these. Never heard of Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> He's actually really good, is he? Yeah, there's a whole move. So, like when I was growing up, rap was. Number one, we're we're gonna kill you. We're gonna kill the police. There was gangster rap, <laughs> right, gangster right? rap. Yeah, that was one facet of it. And I remember it got Congress talking. They're sure. like, "Do we need to ban this?" Yes, they're gonna get all our kids to. Well, that was kill us. That was all born out of the previous movement, which is uh, what Tipper Gore did. Like, we need to put parental mm-hmm. labels on all these albums right. and stuff, which was 
it's ridiculous we allowed that as a country, but mm-hmm. whatever, you know. I'm sure every church I was a member of during that, the only church supported it, but seems like limiting free speech to me. But what anyways? <laughs> so there's that rap. And then there was like uh I'm I'm just the coolest dude in the world rap and I'm gonna drink my drink and I'm gonna smoke my smoke and I I'm just living my life doing mm-hmm. that rap. There's a lot of rap now is a lot of like and I guess it's just the progression of the art form has turned into like uh you know it's, it's almost emo, like the stuff Hudson lets me listen to. Right. And I'm like, are you just listening to a guy rhyme his problems over <laughs> and over for five minutes or whatever? It's the blues. Yeah. In right. a new yeah. art form. Exactly. <laughs> it all comes back to that. Yeah. Which is probably true. I guess a lot of music throughout time has been about heartbreak and mm-hmm. hard times. So you just come back to the same subject matter because people never change. Just Yeah technology does but yeah as i listen to some of it i'm like man this is depressing like don't you want to hear somebody talk about how much money they have and (laughs) And how many hoes they got how many women they're sleeping with and what they're doing with them like it's good clean fun (laughs) well speaking of hoes tiny yeah a married man was horrified that's quote horrified to find a random woman giving him oral as he slept. <laughs> that's what he told that's what he told his wife. Yes. I was horrified. <laughs> now this is from the viral feed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dot com. Fair balanced. Uh the woman is facing jail time for sexual assault and other offenses after she drunkenly snuck into the room of a married man and performed a sex act on him. Okay, was this this what this was this somebody that he knew? I don't think so. Huh. Marie Lemaire, who's 38, was handed three years and six months in jail for a string of offenses after stripping naked and entering the victim's bed following a heavy drinking session. Is there a picture? A court, I hadn't seen one <laughs> a yet. <mugshot. laughs> a court heard how the man, who was sleeping separately from his wife due to his snoring, woke up during the assault in pitch black. Oh, I got a I got a mugshot for you. Just wait. <laughs> Prosecutor John Farmer told Amersham Law Courts in Buckinghamshire he mistakenly thought it was his wife, which he's probably like. It's not, it's it's not been even, a long time. It's not even my birthday. I didn't realize it was my birthday. Is it Valentine's Day? <laughs> the defendant tried to pull him on top of her plainly trying to engage in sex, but she fell off the bed. The realization came that this was not his wife. He came to his senses as he was in a deep sleep, turned the light on, and realized she was drunk and stark naked. Now, there's the woman. Yeah, that is horrifying. That's You should have left them lights off, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> you can, you can, and no what. You got to leave the lights off. The victim told his wife, who immediately called police. Which, of course, he's like, but I had nothing to do with it. I was asleep. Uh, before officers arrived, the court heard how Mrs. LaMare, who was spending a few nights away from her thro- partner, threatened to knock her teeth out. Um, LaMare resisted arrest, assaulted a police officer, and was finally, before finally being put in custody. Custody. She... <laughs> 
admitted charges of causing a person to engage in a sexual activity without consent, sexual assault, common assault, and assault of emergency worker. However, she does not remember what happened as she was, quote, very drunk. Hmm. Um, said the, her lawyer who was defending her said that she had a difficult childhood. She's somebody who comes by abusing alcohol and drugs. She uses it as a form of medication. Her offending behavior is because of her use of alcohol. In this particular offense, she was very drunk, so much so that she fell from the bed. Alcohol is never an excuse, but this is a woman who is hearing voices. Apparently, those voices are going, suck it. (laughs) (laughs) So did, uh, I mean, could this... Could this victim here, could that have just been anybody? Did she just go into a random house? It sounds like it. Or like in their hotel room or something. Man. She just just bebopped on in there. (laughs) Went to town. (laughs) You know, for a little bit, he was probably like, this this is great. It said in the article he thought it was his wife at first. And it is like, come on up here, girl. (laughs) And then she fell off the bed. That's a tough one. And he was like, did she, I wonder if she said something. And he was like, wait a yeah, minute. Right. That's not her voice. No, that's exactly when she fell off that bed. She's probably like, ooh. And he was like, that doesn't, that doesn't sound like the way she does when she gets hurt. <laughs> you know, like Deidre stubs her toe. She does this whole, you know, like, ah, she makes this noise. The right. kids make fun of her about it. <laughs> so I would know if it, right. she fell off the bed, if that noise wasn't made, yeah. I'd be like, that ain't my wife. I don't know this guy, but, um, I wonder, had this been, I don't know, someone like Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Sure. <laughs> if uh, if the cops would have been called quite as quickly as they like, were, that it was her. <laughs> Drunk and Kelly Kapowski <laughs> falls off the bed. He's like, that's not my wife. This is alarming. He turns on the light, and then he's like, oh, shh, shh, shh. All right, shh. I'm going to turn this light back off. <laughs> Just let me help you back up on the bed. <laughs> or if he's like, that's probably my wife. <laughs> I'm not sure, but that's probably her. <laughs> Go lock the door. Lock the door. Lock the door. Get back in bed. Come on. Yeah. That's a rough one. We want to thank our friends, world-famous Cajun Curl, Bayou Munda Spice, for all their support. Um, check them out on their website, CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Munda Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice there, and you can also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Maybe cook your grocer a nice meal made with Cajun Curl and go... Isn't this great? Mm-hmm. You should order this for everybody to enjoy. That's you kill them with kindness, okay? <laughs> Here locally, it's available at Vowels Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Martin downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace Boulevard in downtown Northport. 
All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use a spice, but we don't ask you pay full price. Okay. All right, John, we have one voicemail this week. All right. And it's from Nate. Okay. Nate's back. John, you told me to bring some cool young kids to listen. You're assuming that I know cool young kids. I'm listening to the podcast. You think I'm all that cool? Regarding that goose lady, that chicken goose, I saw the clip and the, the goose actually had the eagle by like his tail button and foot as she was chasing after it. So the goose or duck or whatever eventually got back in there. But she did not have much clothes on. There is clothes on? I don't know. That's about it. Um, so it's really Thank you, Nate. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate you calling in, bud. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. He, uh, I did not understand a word of that. <laughs> he, he don't know any cool young kids. Oh, okay. But hey, whatever. Yeah, that's, Just, I mean, if you can get one person yeah. to start listening, you've, you've done your They don't duty. have to be cool. They don't <laughs> yes. have to be cool. You could always go to a local playground and meet <laughs> many cool kids. <laughs> I'm kidding, Nate. Don't go get arrested or anything. Yeah. Yeah, don't go creeping out kids. Not that you're a creepy guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I, I couldn't, I could barely hear his call. So there we go. Okay. Well, thanks for the phone calls. <laughs> I have decided we have made Jacqueline, I don't think Jacqueline listens anymore. <laughs> I wished her happy Canada Day the other day on Facebook. She didn't even acknowledge it. I didn't get any <laughs> thank you, anything like that. I was very proud of myself as a Canadian sister. So sorry, Jacqueline. I was just goofing. You know, like I was just goofing about it all. Whatever I said to make you mad. We have a ton of questions. Okay. And now it's time for Ask John questions about stuff. And if you have any questions for John, you can head on over to the Discord server to the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel. That's right. Our first question comes from Stan. He says, Normal animals have been taken by aliens, uh, a.k.a. chickens, cows, pigs, etc. What animals do we begin eating? Do we do dogs and cats, or do we do... or do we start to farm, raise... Moose? Um. Oh, okay. So I was saying, so aliens come and abduct all of our normal oh, okay. agricultural animals. So what do we start to eat? What do we start that? to eat after that? Well, I would think we would shift largely to a fish diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably number one. That's a, that's, that's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of fish in the ocean hmm. and you can grow fish and breed them and all that, you know? 
or yeah. whatever, raise them. Like yeah. they do all the catfish down Dude, in Greensboro. I love some catfish. Who doesn't? I would I eat had, fried no, catfish no, I did, every day for the rest of my life. I did. It wasn't catfish. Oh, yeah? But I had Captain D's last night. Okay, that's fine. And I almost never get Captain D's. That's a fancy dinner for my family. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm the only person in my family that realizes the value and the oh, quality yeah? Of McDonald's. Uh, sure. I mean, no, no, of, of Captain D's. No, let's go back to your first sentiment. <laughs> but uh, uh, my wife and my son, they wanted Zaxby's. Okay. So I was like, yeah, I'll go get you some Zaxby's for the umpteenth time. Sure. And Y'all not go to Guthrie's any? We haven't. Okay. Uh, I don't know why. But Just try, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. But I went to the Zaxby's right across from Captain D's. Uh-huh. And then they were like, are you not going to get anything? I'm like, oh, I'm going to get something. Uh, don't worry about don't me. Don't you worry about me. I will I will take care of myself. Sure. Yeah. And had a four Were they all dinner. with you? Uh, my oldest son. Oh, okay. Was. And all my right. wife asked. She's like, well, what are you going to get? And I was like, I'm going to get me a four-piece fish dinner. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it'd be great if like you went through the drive through and then made them wait at the Captain D's drive through for you to get something. <laughs> that would have been funny. All right. Next question. Uh, choose either to have a sit down meal with Giorgio Sucolos. He's the ancient aliens guy or Bob Lazar. Which would you want to have a sit down meal with? Um, ancient aliens guy. I'd go Bob Lazar. Okay. <laughs> Vlad the Impaler or Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. I would want to do neither <laughs> for I, fear that they would want to cut my head off. Sure. But I would go with Genghis Khan. I feel like he would look at me and be like, you could be of use to me. You know, <laughs> right. like, I don't want to kill you. You could do something. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. certainly how I felt. Probably not <laughs> the like first a, time we met. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you wrote me into this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, we don't. He would be like, you're not going to be a warrior or anything. Uh-huh. You know, he'd be like, well, fine. an advisor. Yeah, or like, yeah, you'll be a guy who subverts uh, mm-hmm. people. Yeah. He's like, that dude right there looks good at killing and raping. <laughs> <laughs> Whether selling sandwiches, selling furniture, or conquering China. Sure. John Long's your man. <laughs> if you give me the tools, I can do it. Oh, I've uh, got a lot of talents. Uh, Kentucky Headhunters or Confederate Railroad? Ooh, now, that's a good question. And there are people out here who have no idea what this is in reference to, but I would probably go ah, Kentucky Headhunters. Really? Yeah. I would Although, go, I mean, I like my women on, a little bit on the trashy side. <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, I would go Confederate Railroad because I've heard of Confederate Railroad. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yes. No, Kentucky Headhunters sang uh, Dumas Walker. You know that song? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else they say. Would you go Romeo or Caesar? Romeo or Caesar? Which I mean, Caesar is a real person. So yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Caesar. But I would a hundred percent pick Caesar. <laughs> Caesar rocked. Okay, yeah. I've just read his autobiography, not long, or his biography, not long ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, Caesar was awesome. Okay, would you go Dirty White Boy or Wildcat Wendell Cooley? Ooh, uh, Wildcat Wendell Cooley, probably. Yeah, I Same found here. a video of him years ago on YouTube where he's wearing an Alabama hat. Nice. So I was All like, right. I've been on his side ever since. Okay, would you go South Park creator Matt Stone and Trey Parker or Simpsons creator Matt Groening? Mm. I would go Matt Groening. I would think, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah Simpsons all right. the way, in my opinion. 
Yeah, it'd be tough though. Yeah, because I like South Park a lot. I just haven't watched South Park since I had kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really. have never watched a single episode of South Park. Uh, it was like appointment television when I was yeah, in I just, college. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like trashing it. I yeah. just haven't ever watched it. It's funny. Okay, it's super funny. To but me. now Simpsons, I have seen hours yeah. and hours. Right now, Simpsons are Simpsons. super funny too. Yeah, and gr- yes, granted, the first eight seasons are the best eight seasons. Well, I want to but... ask him how he can predict the future. He, I mean, part of me thinks if you've done TV for that long, you're going to get you're gonna some hit stuff something. right. right yeah. yeah, no one talks about their misses. Sure, that's true. But but it is yes, amazing some of the stuff that they've done. I mean, the whole Donald Trump thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's wild, <laughs> wild. Uh, and then Nicole, she adds on to that uh, bison or alligator. Oh no, I take that back. She's she's talking about animals that we could oh farm. Yeah, farm bison would be a good one. Yeah. Now we did. We pretty much ran them extinct one time. We need to be real careful with that one. Wait, we talked about this, but the they're talking about wanting to bring the woolly mammoth back. Yeah, I'm all for them bringing them back so we can hunt them to extinction again. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Phil Zoot Suit asks, "What food makes you wonder how did our ancestors ever discover that this was edible?" I mean, eggs are my first choice always. Mm-hmm. Like you see something come out of something's butt and go, I think I want to try to eat that. But I'm sure we learn most of that by watching another animal eat it. Right. You know, and you go, all right, they ate it and it's okay. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Like you, you've seen the snake swallow an egg and you're like, well, I should try that. Sure. Right. Yeah. They can do it. I can probably do it. Right. Yeah. Or birds will eat, you know, like a crow will eat other birds, eggs and Mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, you see a lot of animals eat eggs and you go, okay. Well, I'm going to give it a shot. Then we'll wash it off real good. I believe there's a like a Norwegian some some of the stuff they eat in in there yeah. is like. Well, what about haggis? You know, or whatever. Haggis, yeah. Don't they also have like pickled herring and? Sure. I remember. I don't know what it's called. It's some crazy word, but they'll catch like a shark. There's like a shark that. Yeah. But it's like toxic, so they'll like bury it in the sand, like years, and then come back and. Huh. Eat it. It's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you would ever figure out how to eat that. Or what about the uh the puffer fish? Yeah. It's got the tetradotoxin. Sure. Like how many people died trying to, to get it right? To get the right little <laughs> yeah. formula. Yeah, I, I, don't mean, know. I mean, it's rare, but don't that still happen today? I think so. Sometimes someone will yeah, order somebody that dish will, and it won't be cooked just right. Yeah, they they'll or the sushi shelf, he'll he'll you know, some, yeah. he'll get some of the, a little too much of that toxin in there. That's a lot of pressure. You know, <laughs> you're the chef. <laughs> the driver asked, if you could bring back a restaurant that is no longer in existence, what would it be? Hmm. Quincy's. <laughs> Quincy's. <laughs> Absolutely. Quincy's. The big fat yeast roll. Deidre was explaining to the doctor she works with that, because, or one of the doctors she works with about, you know, when we were growing up, that mm-hmm. Quincy's was like a fancy place to eat from us because we were from Fayette, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, like, coming to town and going to Quincy's was a big deal. So. Had that nonstop desserts. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, Tiny, you could get as much <laughs> ice cream as you could handle. And I love soft serve ice cream. Sure. Who doesn't? Yeah. Come on. Of communists don't. <laughs> Jane says, Mr. Boy Scout Guru, have you ever hiked the Appalachian Trail? I've hiked portions of it. Of yeah. it, yes. 
Yeah. I listened to a Stuff You Should Know episode on the Appalachian Trail, mm-hmm. and it's, it sounds amazing. I, I, I'm at an age now. I will never hike the entire thing. There's a book but, by Bill Bryson. I can't remember the name of it, but it's a great book you read about him hiking the Appalachian Trail. He mm-hmm. goes north to south, and he's just like an out-of-shape rider guy who decides he wants to do it. And I've it's heard, pretty funny. I've heard that north to south is more difficult yeah. than south to north. I don't or at know. least that's what they said in that podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, and it, I, they said on average, it's going to take you about six to seven months to hike the entire thing. Yeah. I've They want to and need to extend the Appalachian Trail, Appalachian Trail into Alabama. You know, like mm-hmm. they've tried for forever to hook the Penhody to it, to get it designated, and they won't do it. So, but it needs to be because hmm. it can go all the way down you know, to Sylacauga pretty much right. in Alabama and would be great for us in business and everything else, but they won't do it. I really don't have a desire to hike the Appalachian Trail. I never have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's fun and I've been on the parts I've been on are beautiful, but to like go from one end to the other has never been like a driving thing for me. It does seem like an incredibly daunting task. Like, well, for one, I can't imagine taking you know, seven months off of yeah, work right. to do anything. Well, never I'll, mind hike the Appalachian Trail. If I was, if they were like, if Shane called me tomorrow, I was like, John, take a year off of work and I want you to pursue your dreams of hiking or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would pick the PCT, the Pacific Coast Trail over that trail. I would personally, mm-hmm. you know, because I think it would be a lot cooler. And yeah. it's like a whole nother environment that I'm not used to that mm-hmm. I could go and explore and right. all that. Yeah. There'd be some advantages to being used to being on the in a eastern forest land on the Appalachian Trail, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I would much rather do another one. Jane also says that her brother in law and family just recently moved to Huntsville, Alabama. Okay. What is a must see, must do that normal tourist guide wouldn't know about? Ooh, I, I mean, as far as stuff that not many people know about. I'm not sure, but yeah, obviously you got to check out the the Space and Rocket Center. Absolutely, yeah. They have a railroad museum in Huntsville too. I've been to. Okay, I don't remember it being like that great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they, I ate at a Red Robin that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> they have a really good state park up there. I'm going to butcher the name of it because forever I've called it Monsanto State Park. <laughs> But it's like Monte Sano or yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh-huh. And it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I I'm think I'm saying this right, but I think around Huntsville, North Alabama, South Tennessee, in that area, there are more caves per square mile than anywhere else in the continental United States. Hmm. So there's tons of like cave exploring you can do and all that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. They Lake found all those. Like Gunnersville's not too far. Is yeah, it? not terribly I was about far. To say, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool place to go check out. But in one of those caves, they found petroglyphs that are the oldest in that they found in North America. Wow. Yeah. Here recently they uh-huh. found they won't tell anybody where they are either. Because they because the first as soon as they do. Yeah, somebody's gonna be <laughs> yeah. the carving goobers in to next to them and stuff yes. yeah the only petroglyph goobers we want to look at are the ones carved by the ancients yeah you know, thousands of years ago i need to know if they're circumcised <laughs> or not also chris he mentioned that there is a cook's pest control museum just in decatur, in decatur. yeah in decatur yeah. there is right <laughs> i had no idea 
And uh, Nicole, she asked, how much does Tiny edit the episodes? Because I always hear you say, just cut this out. But obviously, it's still in there. <laughs> it never gets cut out. <laughs> Some stuff does get cut out. Yeah, I will say that I definitely spend a lot of time editing the show. But now, 90% of everything I cut out is ums and uhs and just right. taking out silence. The stuff like that. Right. Now, okay, every now and again, there's a joke or one of us will say something, or I'm like, that just doesn't quite hit the uh, second time around like I thought it was, or it didn't sound like I meant for it to. Sure. I'll cut it out. But I would say 90% of everything I cut is silence and ums and uhs and stuff like that. Tiny only cuts out the stuff that would make him look bad. <laughs> he leaves in everything for me. I'd like... Lessens his workload a lot, <laughs> which is fine. That's our Babu ask. What do you think of this super conference stuff in the NCAA with the UCLA and USC supposedly going to be in the Big Ten? He says, personally, I hate it, but maybe you convinced me that it's a good thing. Well, I think that it's inevitable that we're going this way. And really outside of the Power Five, like Alabama does not need to play Middle Tennessee State University. Right. You know? Like there's no need for it. Or I know it's great for those programs because they get a big payday, they get exposure, all that stuff. But they're not on the same level in any way. Alabama should not have to play them. So I'm actually kind of for super conferences. I think it would make competition for the teams I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're kid goes to middle Tennessee or you're an alumni, you know, you're, you love the Gulf South conference or whatever, Sunbelt, um, then it's not a good deal for you. Now, what I don't want to lose is the thing that's cool about college football is regionality, Mm -hmm. which is a huge thing. You know, like the SEC, we all hate each other, but we're, it's still us against the world when it comes down to it. I, I like that aspect of it, and I think you will lose some of that. So I would propose dividing the country into four regions and having four super conferences all regionally based and then come together with playoffs off of that. That's what I would do if mm-hmm. I was put in charge of it. We'll have like the East Coast or Northeast, that whole corridor – the North, which was like been Big Ten care, care territory, the Pac-12 category or territory, and then the Southeastern Conference. But if it goes like it's going to keep going, we're going to have to get rid of Vandy probably. <laughs> probably not. They're pretty good in baseball. You know, I mean, right. they're, they're great, good in baseball. But Missouri, like Missouri's brought nothing to the table for us. <laughs> they haven't. They really haven't. And they may brag about going to the SEC East Championship, well, how many ever, two or three years, <laughs> to get destroyed in that, in a time where the SEC East was historically horrible, right. as it's been since the 90s. It's been <laughs> worse than that. So they lucked up. They've added nothing to us in baseball or basketball. I have no idea about women's sports, because we all know women's sports don't count. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So I could see like it's us getting rid of a few members to take on other members. Right. Like I would love to get rid of Missouri and take in Clemson, although I'm sure South Carolina wouldn't want to take in Clemson. Mm-hmm. 
And because I, the SEC gives them enough fits as it is. Well, yeah. I mean, South Carolina's got it tough anyways in a state with Clemson. Mm-hmm. South Carolina's traditionally never been great at football. And then to have to compete on a conference level with your in-state rival is a whole different thing. Not a lot of people have to deal with that like Alabama and Auburn do, you know. Right. Most everybody else, you know, Georgia, Georgia Tech, you know, um, that you know they they have rivals that are outside their conference, Clemson, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. They're not recruiting against them in that level every day. So, I but anyways, it'll be some changes, but it doesn't matter. I just want to watch people play football. To me, that's mm-hmm. what it all comes down to. I just don't want to lose the regionality of it. All right, all right. That's a long. Don't get me talking. Sorry. <laughs> well, last question. You can edit all that out. And- <laughs> Last question, and this one could potentially also bring about a lot of discussion. Here we go. (laughs) Do you think there is such a thing as a Calvinist non-Christian? For example, someone who was exposed to Christianity and feels like they really wish they could be a Christian, but they just can't make themselves truly believe or experience sanctification in a way that would be evidence of their salvation. So then they're like, well, I guess I'm going to hell because I wasn't one of God's elect. Might as well enjoy the ride. Okay. Well, I would say logically, yes. Mm -hmm. If you were a Calvinist, you would have to accept that that is the fate of some. Right. And I've read, um, I think it was Rick Bragg wrote in one of his books that, you know, like he's like, I just, I don't believe in God. And he's like, I don't believe a God out of a lack of effort. In trying to believe in God, I was raised in church. Mm-hmm. I've never had a spiritual, I've never felt the spirit of the Lord in any way, you know, and he's like, it's just not. So I have come to the conclusion that there is no God. Right. No problem with people that are into it. It just ain't for me. Hmm. If there is a God, he's not concerned with me. He hasn't moved me to come to him. So there are people that have had that experience. So, yeah, I would say that. I could definitely see that being the case. If you were not, if you were the, what are they, the unelect, the non-elected? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I was thinking of a non-Christian Calvinist would be some someone of like a uh, like a scientific determinist, yeah. you know, coming well, at it from that kind of point of view. One of my favorite things to say to Calvinists when they have children is, oh, I hope they're elect. <laughs> oh yeah, me because you and me both, brother. Because <laughs> everyone always assumes their children are elect, just like they are. You know, right. you're like, ah, eh, God may have rolled the die the other way on this one. You know. Well, I feel like, and again, like me and you, we've talked about this. I don't. I have not fathomed the mind of God. Sure, I don't right. know what's true and what's not, but uh, I am of the opinion based on what I've read in the Bible that yes, like I think everyone in the world freely has the, the capability to choose God or reject God. Okay. I think the problem is humanity universally rejects God. Yes. And then it is on the Holy spirit to kind of come along and woo someone to draw, to draw someone. Exactly. That that's, I mean, a lot of times when, when we're talking about this, everyone gets the idea that heaven's a nightclub and you're either on the guest list or you're not. Right. Whereas, you know, in my opinion, this is more the wedding feast and no one's interested in coming. 
So then God says, well, hey, go go out and just get people. Give me some yeah. guests. Get, get me some guests. Uh, yeah, and yeah. like I've said, I've, I have no, my brain can't comprehend how it all works. Agreed. You know, yes. like, and I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I, and I get people who aren't fine with that, who read a ton of books and do a ton of study and, mm-hmm. and can cite of, you know, they'll go all into Romans 9 and 8, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. I've, I've heard them all. Yeah. It is fine. I'm I'm happy for them that they've landed somewhere that's made them comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just not, I, I can't do it. I, I don't know why. And to me, it's turned into now it's just fun to make fun of. So, <laughs> well, it is pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. They get really mad. You know, like when you start, yeah, I don't you like know. bring up something as absurd as free will, you know, <laughs> they get like super mad about that. Yeah. Well, and I think we, we've kind of talked about this. Like, we live in a culture where people have to take sides. Yeah. Right. And no one can ever have a measured response sure. to anything. Yes. You know, well, it's gr- Christians. If you had to my non our non Christian listeners, if you haven't noticed this, they love to tell people they're wrong. <laughs> you know, I guess one of the things we're best at. I was about to say it's not just us, but yes, you're yeah. absolutely right. We we're really good at it, wrong. and we love telling fellow Christians that they're wrong too, because yeah. a lot of us probably don't have a whole lot of. Non non church friends, sure, right. Yeah, so, all we're talking to. So if we can't go and tell sinners they're wrong, well, we right. got to tell each other we're wrong about something. I wanted to say <laughs> this morning when we were in Sunday school and they were talking about other gods and stuff. You yeah. know, like what well, you know, any, there's a lot of things that could be other gods, like your family or whatever. I was gonna chime in and be like, politics is huge. I was like, <laughs> yes, and then I was gonna go. <laughs> Tiny loves President Biden. That's all he talks about. That's <laughs> how much he loves President Biden. And Kamala, he's got pictures of him in his house yeah. and everything. Is that not the rule? <laughs> Are you not supposed to have a picture of President sure. Biden on the wall? President Biden has to be on your wall when the truth ministry comes around to check <laughs> and, to, and to confiscate your AR-15. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to throw you under the bus, and I was like, nah, <laughs> the timing was never really right to do it. So, Well, also, our Sunday school, they I don't think they would realize it was a joke. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> but that's fine. I'm glad with people not realizing it, because it's a joke to me. And you will know it's a joke, and like Deidre would know it's a joke, and that'd probably be it. This morning, Did you I get thought, put on the prayer list? I thought I had the perfect joke. For our Sunday school class, because it like it's is it was like a Andy Griffith joke. Yes, it relate is something that they all know about. Right. Uh, the what was it? It was he said, "Hey y'all, y'all get bonus points if you can tell me who said this." And then he had some quotes. Right. To which I said, "I thought Calvin Coolidge said that." Right. Because if you've ever watched Andy Griffith, Floyd the Barber, he said that about every quote. He always thought Calvin Coolidge said it. Right. I thought that joke was going to kill. Sure. Instead, our Sunday school teacher was like, hey, get off your phone. You're best there Googling stuff. <laughs> well, what's funny is your joke was the answer to the question. You know? <laughs> was it really? I, that's how I took it. Okay. Well, I, I did too, but then I thought he said somebody else said it. Oh, so I don't know. Because I I, my guess was Will Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I mean, when I said that and it was just deadpan, I was like, oh, I, I I thought y'all loved the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> I tell y'all old people love Andy Griffith. Should have used a Matlock <laughs> reference. <laughs> Murder, she wrote. Yeah. Okay. 
What else we got to do? We need to thank our patrons. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we thank our patrons so much. We thank all of y'all. We would like to thank, by name, those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those fine individuals are Mr. Daniel Hendrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Ms. Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Josh Dodd, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. We thank you all so much for donating to the show. And if you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several tiers, but the $5 tier gets you the extended show. That's every show. And here, and now... I mean, going to get you a little bit of edumacation. That's going right. Going to get educated. Yeah, we got uh, homeschool history. Yeah, featuring Libby, featuring John Long. I got the hiccups during it, and I had to pause. That's why it's two different files. Okay. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's patreon.com slash Earth Oddity. Extend your oddity. And that's right. speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up in the extension today? We're going to talk about Hunter Biden and his laptop from hell. Oh, wow. Okay. I have a story about a Chilean man who was accidentally paid 330 times his normal salary. Oh, wow. Okay. Spoiler alert. He absconded. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that. Uh, You got anything else? No, that's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope everybody had a happy 4th of July. You still have all your fingers after setting off (laughs) M80s and all that stuff. So, yes. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on all those. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. If you'd like to check out our show art, you can check that out, underscore earthoddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone It is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Okay, patrons, welcome to the Patreon show. I thought of something funny during church this morning. Oh, yeah, I want to write a sketch about...